Welcome to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Seattle's east side. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner professional. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Leftenant, or Reinventing Her Money. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 18 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we explore how women create meaningful and abundant lives on her terms. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm a wealth advisor, author, and speaker with over 30 years experience, and professional women and their partners hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence to overcome financial challenges that women face as they pursue their own version of a wealthy life. And a wealthy life is not just about the size of our nest egg. True wealth is found when we are pursuing our passions, exploring who we are, expressing our inner talents, and living our personal dreams. And the mission of this show is to engage in casual yet deep conversations with experts who are exploring what it means to live a wealthy life and share how they are doing just that. And I reveal tips and ideas to help you have the money you need to pursue your version of a wealthy life. So I'm very excited about how the, the feedback I'm receiving about how many people are listening and sharing the show with families and friends. And I'm so grateful that the message of support and caring that my guests and I are really working hard to put together are seem to help women navigate their lives, especially during this kind of unusual and often really tough time. Now on previous shows, I've talked to you about the importance of knowing what you want, of having a vision for your life and writing down goals. Now, as I've said before, a well-designed and personalized financial plan can kind of open the door and show you the path to living that life that you're dreaming of. And that's one of the reasons that I invite women to engage in a conversation with me so that you can get your plan to live your life, your wealthy life, the way that you envision it. Now, one of the steps in my signature program, which I call the Financial Fitness Reinvention Blueprint, is a step that I've called, let's envision your best life. And that's a, a vision and goal setting program. I, I guide my clients to focus their attention on deciding and then declaring what they really want their life to look like. And at different times, based on what's happening in the world and, and so on, we can want different things, right? But we want to know what you really want to experience in your life, what you want to do, who you want to be, what you want to have. And so I help clients visualize their life in seven different life categories because it really helps to have some context around what am I thinking about when I'm deciding and declaring what I want. 
So I'm just going to very quickly review the seven categories with you today because there's a reason that I want you to have this top of mind as I begin my conversation with my guests today. So the first life category that I always talk about with my clients is, of course, the financial category. So how much income do you want? How much net worth? What's the size of the nest egg that you want to build for your retirement? Do you need to pay down your debt? Is that a goal? Do you want to buy a second home? Want to travel the world? Those are the kinds of things that we list out and think about in the financial category. And then the next one, obviously, is our work, business, career. Maybe you're loving your career right now, but maybe you also want to change your career. Perhaps you want to open a business or work toward a promotion or pursue charitable work. These are decisions in this area that helps you have really construct the career of your dreams. And then relationships. What is your ideal relationship with a spouse, with your family, friends, and colleagues? What does a fulfilling relationship look like to you? The next category is health and fitness. So what's your ideal for your physical body, your weight, your level of flexibility, quality of food you eat, the sleep, your fitness level? We can't forget fun and recreation. How do you want to restore yourself? What are some of the activities that really give you pleasure and satisfaction? Your hobbies, where do you want to travel? What music do you want to get into? Do you want to go see concerts? What are the fun things that you like to spend time doing? I include the personal growth and emotional well-being as a category because sometimes we have issues that we really want to resolve or we maybe have additional education or professional skills that we want to pursue. So those are important goals too. And finally, contribution and legacy. How can you further your purpose in life? How do you want to give back to your community? Is there a problem that you want to really contribute to solving? So these are the seven categories that I help my clients determine what they want and the mark they want to make in the world. So once we explore the thoughts and feelings about these areas of life, then we create this vivid vision. And then together we can choose how to allocate financial resources to be able to live that vision. So you can think of this exercise kind of like your GPS navigation system. If you don't put in the destination, the system can't really calculate the best route to get there. So the quote, let's envision your best life exercise that I do with my clients kind of sets me apart from a lot of other financial advisors who tend to just focus only on the financial goals part. It's really important to me that I walk the talk and that I believe that money supports what we really want in our lives and that financial resources can and should be allocated toward what's really important to each individual person. Now, if you're like me, there are times when I want to spend more time improving my relationships and other times I want to focus my attention and have goals in improving my career. So for an example, one of my clients right now is currently in the process of moving to a new state, which is a financial goal, in order to provide her daughter a better life, which is a relationship goal. 
Another client is doing something similar in that she's downsizing and selling her home, which is a financial goal, so she can free up her time and resources to travel to see friends and family, which is fun and recreation, and then spend more time with her grown children, relationships. Okay, so why am I reviewing all of this with you today? Because I've realized in this amazing opportunity I have on this show that I can help all of you learn more about each one of these life categories so that you can figure out your own goals, how you want to enhance your life, what you want to work toward, and what financial resources you want to create for the betterment of your wealthy life. So last week's episode about the non-financial aspects of retirement planning would be in the fun and recreation series. And the week before I interviewed the intuitive CEO, which would have been in the work and career series. Now in the future, I'll be interviewing, I already have many, many, uh, many, many people signed up to uh, be interviewed on the show. I've got nutritionists and doctors, economists. I've got a meditation teacher, a travel agent. I mean, I'm just so excited about all the great content that I'm gonna be bringing with you. So keep checking back in with the show. And if you have a vision of a better career, then you can find the Work and Career Series shows. If you're working on improving your home relationships, then listen to the episodes in the Relationship Series. And I'd really like to know your feedback about this idea. So if you're moved to express yourself or you have a suggestion about who I can interview on future shows, please send me an email to teresa.leftenant at lpl.com. All right, let's move into our interview, which is in the relationship series of the show now. So my guest, Jennifer Blankel, is trained and certified by Tony Robbins as a relationship and marriage coach, strategic interventionist, and divorce preventionist. Jennifer works with her clients privately, as well as through group workshops and training. Jennifer is also a passionate public speaker, which we're gonna find out today. Jennifer keeps busy professionals and couples, and she helps them ignite connection, excitement, intimacy, and fun in their committed love relationships and marriages. She understands how many feel like they don't have the time, energy, or sometimes even the desire, but still wanna feel understood, appreciated, respected, and supported by their partner. So welcome to the show, Jennifer. I'm so happy to have you here. We're going to talk about relationships and how couples talk about money. Welcome to the show. Yay. Are you there? <laughs> yes, Teresa, I am here. I was wondering if that was my official prompt. I am super excited to be here. It's such an honor and I'm, I'm excited for us to dive in and have this uh, awesome and very, what I feel, a very timely conversation. Thank you for having me, Teresa. It's an honor. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. And we've uh, done a little bit of prep on the show, so we're both really raring to go. And so before we start talking and sharing, you know, what is really some exciting experience and skills that you have, give us a little bit of history about your background and how you became a relationship coach. Awesome. I love that question. Um, my background primarily is in sales and marketing. And I find that relevant because I spent many years 
as a very passionate salesperson later on to realize it wasn't so much the deals and the money that I closed. It was the relationships that I got to build. It was the trust that I got to spark and uh, earn from people. And I, I realized quickly that was really what made me uh, kind of addicted to sales for a long time. And then I really started following my passion to really help people in a more direct way. So actually, I became a special education teacher for a little bit, uh, right up until the day before I had my first son. And then after I had, um, after I started making a family with my husband, I decided I wanted to go even deeper as far as my path to be able to help people transform challenges in their life. So I did uh, spend my first uh, few years as a coach, really serving people with helping them through challenges in their life, not necessarily their personal relationships. During that time, however, I landed in a very dark spot with my own husband. He was had a very successful position at a firm in Los Angeles. And 11 years in, right after 2008 hit, him and 60 other guys were sent packing up their desks one day out of the blue. And my husband came home and he was a completely different person from that moment on. Thank goodness I was immersed in the program and the studying and the mentorship of Tony Robbins at the time. I was able to kind of make those connections with what I was learning as a coach and how to see my husband from a different angle. And once I was able to start that process, I was able to spark a massive shift in my own marriage. And from that point on, I realized, wait a second. I am not alone. This is a common scenario. We get married, we find a partner, life happens, crap hits the fan, and we're stuck with how do we process what's happening? How do we process our partner? How do we process our relationship? And so it was really going through that very difficult, dark struggle with my own husband that I decided, hey, I'm going to pursue this niche even further. And so I became more uh, trained, further certified in the relationship arena so that I could really bring um, valuable uh, education and skills to the table for my clients and really help them uh, hone in on their on the relationship aspect of their life challenges. Well, I, I just I'm so grateful that you shared that story, because what I find with a lot of us, like you and I have that in common, you know, I'm a financial advisor, but I'm also a life coach because I realized from my own mistakes with money that I had to solve the personal issues inside myself. And, you know, stress brings that out. And I imagine that right now there's women listening to the show who are you know, challenged in their relationship because when we're stressed and when we're fearful, we can tend to take that out on each other. So uh, I just, I, I know that as we continue talking, we're going to take our first break in just a minute. But as we continue talking, you're going to really share how you help people look at their relationship from an entirely different 
uh, viewpoint than most people have, which is why yes. I wanted to have you on the show. And yes. so if you'll just hang with us, everyone, we will be right back with a lot more conversation with Jennifer Blanco, relationship coach and divorce preventionist. Be right back. Do you feel like you and your love partner are living like roommates? What would it be like to transform your relationship so that you can experience deeper, more meaningful connection, more playfulness, more passion, and a deeper understanding of one another? Jennifer Blankel with The Art of Fulfillment helps busy professional individuals and couples have a successful and exciting love life at home. Jennifer is trained and certified by world-renowned coach Tony Robbins as a strategic interventionist, relationship coach, and divorce prevention coach. Learn more about her workshops and coaching at jenniferblankel.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-B-L-A-N-K-L.com. In today's uncertain circumstances, talented women are challenged with common financial problems. You may be wondering, should I continue to contribute to my 401k plan? Should I sell my home? Should I stop paying down debt? There are no shortage of financial experts competing for your attention in the media. But what you read in an article may not be the best advice for your unique circumstances. Don't make costly mistakes by reaching for a quick answer to your questions. Visit ReinventingHerMoney.com where listening and answering your financial questions is what we do. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRASIPC. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Hello there. Welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant and my guest, Jennifer Blankel. And we are talking about the definition of a fulfilling romantic relationship and how to keep our connection and even deepen it during difficult times. So, um, Jennifer, on your website, you know, I loved what you have on the landing page. It's Let me read it. Extraordinary and deeply fulfilling relationships don't just happen to us. We must create them through mindfulness, awareness, and taking action. Feeling stuck and alone inside of a committed relationship can feel discouraging and draining at best. And thus the painful cycle lives on. Boy, I got to say, I've been in that painful cycle. I'd like to say, though, it was in previous marriages, not my current <laughs> Right. <laughs> so help us awesome. understand that, you know, how do we get into that painful cycle that we, you know, if you've been in a committed relationship, you know what that is. Absolutely. And I love that question, Teresa. So, you know, as as the human creatures that we are, we tend to fall into the trap of habits and routines much easier than we think or that we would like. And so, you know, we can feel so much pain and stuckness in, in a life situation, in a business situation, definitely in a relationship situation. And we can logically know what we should do, but the patterns deep within us um, and our minds and our hearts can, can so often keep us stuck 
in this in this vicious cycle of things where we can't necessarily break out of that. And so um, it's amazing how quickly people can make a shift when they get their hands on a nugget of insight or information about their self or somebody else they're, they have a relationship with. And then all of a sudden the, the puzzle looks completely different. The pieces look different. The edges of the piece of puzzle, puzzle looks different. And, and from there we can form new beliefs. We can shift our thoughts. We can change our focus. And so Yes, I love that question. I mean, if I'm speaking broadly about what I might help all my clients do, it would be to break through those patterns, those those mental and physical habits, those things we think and feel and do that uh, that that don't leave us empowered or thriving at the end of the day. So I hope I answered your question. You did, you do, because I sure recognize my own habits. I recognize my my tendency to just want to do things the same way over and over. And that mm-hmm. is the definition of, of insanity, right? If you don't Absolutely. like the results you're getting, you better look at, at that same thing you're doing over and over. Um, right. And so, you know, you and I have talked about the fact that, you know, you studied with uh, Tony Robbins' organization. I've, I've read, I've gone to his workshops, and so I'm somewhat familiar with his teachings. But one of the ones that you highlight on your website that you use a lot in your coaching is the six basic human needs. So let's learn a little bit about those right now. This is what I am thoroughly obsessed with on a daily basis, Teresa. <laughs> this is my favorite strategy of my of all the strategies I can teach a client. This is where I begin, and this is probably the one I am most attached to. Um, I consider this to be the best strategy we can learn and apply to ourselves and everybody else. And uh, th- this is what this is what I'm talking about. So in according to human needs psychology, there are six universal human needs that as humans, we each must meet every day at a certain level to survive as well as to thrive. Does that make sense? It's so dead. there's so some of the needs are a lot about survival and, you know, other needs are more about thriving and getting above, you know, way above that survival level of life. Um, So as humans, we've all got to meet these six needs. However, what makes life and relationships extremely interesting and sometimes messy is that we each uniquely value two of the six needs over the other four. So whatever your top two needs are, that's driving your ship. That's what's driving your thoughts that's what's driving your belief systems. That's what's definitely driving your choices and your actions. And as Tony Robbins says, all those things that I just mentioned dictate your reality. So without knowing what's guiding us, as you know, and when I say that, I'm, t- I'm referring to the needs. Without knowing what these needs are, the fact that as humans, we've got to meet these needs, but most importantly, which needs we value most, life and relationships can feel like they're just happening to us. We can feel like we're reacting to everything that happens around us with with little clarity on why it's happening or what we can do to shape that reality in a way that serves us at the highest level possible. And so I love helping people 
you know, I mean, this literally, Teresa, blows people's heads off in a really good way. I hate to use that expression, but the the expressions and the things that people say once they go through this process are, you know, keep me addicted to my work for sure. Um, so once you discover what your top needs are, there's additional layers that we can peel back. Like, okay, say for example, my, which is true for me, my top need is for growth. My second need is for love and connection. That is wonderful to know, but yet I'm going to cut myself off short if I don't understand, in addition to that, what are my rules? What rules do I most mostly subconsciously have in place that determine how I get to experience my needs getting met or not met? If, If my husband has to tell me I look pretty before I leave the house every day, when he doesn't, I'm going to be I'm going to be rocked a little bit, not in a good way. So if I've got that rule in place, that is going to dictate my experience of me getting my most valued or one of my most valued needs met. So that's an example of, you know, how an individual uniquely can value needs over the others, but also how they go about meeting those needs, the different forms, the different vehicles. Money is a huge, significant vehicle for talking about our vehicles and how we get needs met. So the, the vehicles we use and also the rules, once we have that information, it's very transforming. If we're, if we're excited about that information and we hone in on it, we can, we can, we can make a lot of changes and get a lot of new leverage on ourselves. So the first thing we have to do is understand our own top needs. Mm -hmm. Then what the rules are around those top needs. Then we have to understand our partner's top needs and rules. Then we can start communicating in a different way. Is that how it works? In my program, yes. (laughs) I'm sure there's other ways. You know, there's there's many strategies in, in my coaching toolbox. I've learned from my own personal experience and my own life and marriage, but with the way I work with my clients, that this is the strategy that is the most impactful in helping people get out of stuckness, no matter how deeply stuck they may be. And so, you know, we're taught, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a financial planner. I, I mean, money is my core thing and helping people yeah. understand how they uh, behave with money and whether or not they're getting the results they want, the outcomes they want. So let's um, kind of turn our focus of needs assessment based on these six basic human needs as it comes, as applies to how much, how people either disagree or agree around their lives together with money. And I'll just say this, you know, I have many different uh, ways that couples do this. Some couples absolutely don't want to address it at all. So they separate their money throughout their whole marriage and they never, never combine the money. Uh, I actually have couples like that. I don't understand it because I live in a couple where we combine our money and we make joint decisions. So how does that, how, what do you find in your practice? Yeah, I love it. And this is a topic, money that is, that, that comes up probably the most frequently with my, with my couple clients. And if we're talking about why money is such a trigger, 
why we tend to disagree easily with others when it comes to how we manage, how we spend, you know, how we relate to money. You know, again, it comes down to these human needs that we value most. When we don't understand that we're using money as a vehicle to meet our unique needs, we can get into conversations or arguments about money that will that will quickly spiral downward and go nowhere because the the root conversation is not being had. And when I say that, I mean a discussion or being able to communicate about those deeper values, the deeper needs that get met through money. That's where the frustration and pain comes when people aren't getting along about about money conversation. It's not about the money, obviously. It's it's a it's about what the money meets. And even in the most loving, romantic, blissful relationships and marriages, at least in my experience, it's most likely that a couple will have very differing value systems. Right. And how and they define what money what money provides. Well, and I, you know, I, in my terminology, in my work, I call it that we all have this unconscious money blueprint, which is the programming that we received from our adult role models. And, um, we, you know, we are just see this and we don't realize what it is as we're taking it in and, and Mm -hmm. it goes into our subconscious mind. And then that drives our behavior and that you can actually turn that into a conscious money blueprint by changing the programming, changing your thoughts, changing your beliefs. And, you know, I think that that's, uh, you, you and I go about that in different ways from, you know, and I'd like to hear an example of, of of how we meet our need through spending money. For myself, I'm assuming this is why I was an overspender and addicted to credit card use was because I was not feeling love and connection in my early marriage. And so I used buying things to make me feel loved. Would that be how it works? Perfect example, perfect example, beautiful, absolutely. So any other examples you can share with us about a need that is being met by the way the the person behaves with money? Absolutely. And this is a great opportunity because I I, I should have done this before. I, I didn't even mention what these six needs are. Oh, let's so, do that now. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and I'll... I will explain the six needs, but I'll also give an example of how that need could be met through money. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And just know these needs are never in any particular order. These are, you know, have different weight for different people. Um, So first need is for love and connection. That's our universal need to feel included, bonded with others, like we're enough. Um, Money can certainly meet love and connection. Okay. Say we take our friends out for a fancy dinner one night. You know, say we buy our wife a beautiful necklace. Um, Say we uh, take a vacation away from the kids to reignite our spark. Um, Those are all ways we we can use money to create a result where we're going to feel more connected and have a more connected experience. Um, the next need is for certainty. Let me make sure I'm not duplicating anything. Um, that's our need to feel like things are predictable. Like we can have food on the table at night that our neighbor isn't going to attack us while we're sleeping. Um, 
those are extreme examples, but uh, we all need to feel a sense of security, uh, predictability, um, comfort, where we know we can have comfort and avoid pain. That's our need for certainty. This is huge uh, when we're talking about money. Um, and maybe that's my own trigger coming up, but you know, money, uh, can definitely help people feel secure and comfortable right well, now. That could be yeah. The difference between a saver and a spender, if a Correct. saver needs, um, has the certainty need, then mm-hmm. they need to know how much is in the bank or they don't feel safe. Whereas right. if you're married to a spender who doesn't have that same need per se, uh, or as high, then that, then there can be conflict. Absolutely. And that's a beautiful example of that, which I see quite a bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there would be the need, you know, then we, you know, we get too much certainty and predictability. Then we crave our other human need for uncertainty and variety. (laughs) Right. So, you know, this is where we might see, okay, um, the husband wants to spend money on car toys, you know, while, but you know, the wife is like, wait a second, we're, we're saving up for that trip to Europe. Um, so uncertainty through the form of uh, recreation, hobbies, um, material, uh, possessions that create excitement or contribute to a hobby. Um, those are examples of how money could meet uncertainty. When we get to go on a vacation, travel to a new place, have a, have an adventure, an excursion, um, another example of how we get that uncertainty met through money. Um, our next need is for significance. This is a really important need in us. You know, this is our, our need to feel like we are valued, respected, important, worthy, purposeful. We're making our mark in the world. We're not just here wasting our time. Um, significance being met through money, oh, unlimited examples of this. I mean, this could be, um, you know, having very nice clothes, having the best suits to wear in front of your clients, mm-hmm. um, having a nice car, or maybe it's not necessarily about your clothes or your car. Maybe it's about, um, your value around traveling or the experiences that you have. Maybe it's around education. You know, I spend a lot of money on coaches and I hire, I pay a lot of people to tell me what I'm doing wrong, <laughs> you know? Um, that requires me to be comfortable handing over a lot of money for something I might not see today. So that, you know, but that meets my need for purpose and importance. Um, next need is for growth. Uh, this is one of our two spiritual needs where we actually get to tap into the deeper fulfillment of our life. Um, growth is our need to go to expand ourselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, as Tony Robbins counterpart, Chloe Madonna's would say, if we're not growing, we're dying. Anything not growing is dying. And so, um, you know, again, to repeat that example, growth being met through money could be acquiring further education, Mm -hmm. tapping into that course, um, uh, you know, spending money on, experiences that contribute to your skill set. Um, and then the final need, our other spiritual need is our need for contribution. 
We all have a need to get outside of our own heads, give beyond ourselves. And honestly, I love the need for contribution because when we're meeting contribution at a higher level, we are meeting all of our needs at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to meet contribution without tapping into all of your other needs. Um, Contribution could be spending money on people that we love in all sorts of different forms, whether it's on your children or, you know, aging parents that are, that need your help. Um, or donating to a cause. That's yes. Oh yes. Charities, yeah. um, nonprofits, uh, giving back, um, volunteering through giving money that wonderful examples, wonderful examples. And I'm so glad that we went through this list so that everybody can write that, write it down. And if you will just say all six of them one more time, yes. in case anybody missed, and then we'll take a break and we'll come back and keep talking. So t- say the six one more time. Yeah. I love that you said that. So the first one is for love and connection. The second one is for significance. The third one is our need for certainty. The fourth one is our need for uncertainty and variety. Our fifth is for growth. And the sixth is for contribution. So now that you have these written down, you can ask yourself after the show, how am I using my money to meet these needs? And is this contributing to this lack of understanding about it, this lack of awareness about it? Is this contributing to conflict in my relationship? Absolutely. Stay with (laughs) us. And Jennifer and I will be right back to a wealthy life for her. This is Jennifer Blankel with The Art of Fulfillment. Do you sometimes feel you don't have the time, the energy, or sometimes even the desire to work on your relationship, but you still wanna feel loved, appreciated, and supported by your partner? I can help you. To learn more, visit jenniferblankel.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, blank with an L on the end, dot com. Also, you can follow me on Facebook at The Art of Fulfillment for relationship insights, videos, strategies, and tools to help you start a shift today. Are you wanting and ready to transform your own relationship? I invite you to sign up for a free private 20-minute coaching consult with me to discover exactly how I can help you. Reinventing Her Money was born in 2003 with the vision of expanding services beyond traditional wealth management to include financial literacy, money mindset, and empowerment coaching for professional women who have unique challenges to becoming financially independent. Start your journey towards pursuing a financial life on your own terms at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIP. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the show, Teresa Lieutenant and my guest, Jennifer Blanco, relationship coach. And we have been talking about the six human needs that all of us have and how meeting them sometimes with our behavior around money can be uh, really contribute to making our life better or it can contribute to potential conflict with people that we're in relationship with. 
So um, I want to ask a question, Jennifer, about women in particular, because, you know, in my business and what a lot of what the show is about is helping women lift themselves up in terms of their financial power, their financial independence. And so how do you uh, find women talk about their struggles with their relationship with money? I love that question. It's a great big question. Mm -hmm. So what I've learned, uh, because about half of my clients have always been individuals and the other half are couples. So I, I get the honor and pleasure of seeing um, both sides of my work on a, on a daily basis. When I have discussions with just women about money, it looks and feels and even tastes <laughs> totally different than if I'm discussing that with both the man and the woman together. So what I find is women, God bless us all. You know, we, we have, we have um, expectations about the roles that we must play that in my, and this is my opinion that are outdated. You know, we, we still, you know, we're, we're living in a modern time where women are um, diminishing the glass ceiling, moving up the, the, the career ladder, you know, men are taking care of the kids more. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Well, roles are definitely changing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Okay. And, and so definitely, you know, women are having to step into new uh, responsibilities, new opportunities in a new way. And that makes them feel out of their comfort zone. And right. when it comes to earning more money, spending more money, that's what we're talking about. Right. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So what I also find in my discussions with women, even the most strong, bold, go-getter, successful women, they struggle with how their man feels about yes. their moving up, about how their man feels about the fact that they make more money than them, about how their man feels about how they're advancing, not only from a career standpoint, but from a financial standpoint. And, you know, I, in my experience, we, we haven't broken through that barrier yet, even though I think we'd like to say we have, we, I think, I think we still have a while to go. Um, I hear a lot of, um, worry about, you know, like I mentioned how he'll feel, but also how he'll react, how he'll feel about her. If she takes the reins that are hers, uh, to begin with, and, go after that, that growth that could involve financial attainment. Um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of worry about how will he feel about me? How will he feel about our marriage? How will he look at me? Will he still love me and adore me the same? You know, a lot of women still feel like they've kind of got to be this, this damsel in distress sometimes for their guy to, um, feel that security of, um, I need him. I need him to feel like I need him. You know, well, that's still a very pervasive thought process. It, it, it is. And I recognize this because this is something that my husband and I talked about in our early marriage because I was the business owner. And I mean, he's a physician and, and so he has a really strong job. But the point is, is that, 
as a business owner, I have a lot of masculine qualities, right? And so we had to talk about when I would, okay, I need to shut down the masculine Teresa yes. and turn on the feminine Teresa and make it and, and, and be aware of that because, you know, that's how we're going to keep the spice in our life. I love that you said that. That is a juicy topic that deserves so much more time. And I'm just glad you brought it up because, yeah, we can we can solve a lot of our challenges by be, by knowing about these two energies and being able to uh, use them to our better advantage. David yeah. Data. Have you done David Data? Have you studied him? I haven't. Yeah, he's he's all about the the masculine and feminine polarity and how uh-huh. you, you keep that fresh in your in your relationship. So and yeah. so um, how do how do you help your couples begin to transform, you know, this conversation around money, their own old style beliefs around money? How do you work with people? Well, you know, going back to those needs, it's a wonderful platform from which to have this conversation, you know, helping couples change the conversation, changing the the statements, changing the questions to what is more related to the deeper needs, the deeper values. And, you know, it's amazing how oftentimes we're not in touch with those needs or values. We're doing all this other stuff in our lives. We're, we're, we're so successful in all these things. You know, oftentimes our relationship is the thing that gets put on the back burner. And so it, it is amazing when I help couples or individuals have these conversations, how quickly um, they are so surprised by the information that comes out, not only from themselves, but from what they get to hear from their partner. Um, Exactly. Because it really is what I said before. You got to understand yourself then you got to understand your partner and then you can talk differently. Right. Right. And, you know, something else I, I, I love is helping clients find that one phrase that defines their old money belief. It's, it's a very powerful strategy because um, having somebody come up with that one phrase allows us to, focus and hone in on that one phrase. Like I'll give you an example, my phrase, which is totally outdated and I've done the work and transformed this, but my phrase used to be, don't buy it if it's not on sale. I mean, I heard my parents say that. I, I can't even tell you how many times they still say it. If they flew here and we went to the mall, they would tell me that. And, uh, it's funny because I was, we went to the mall the other day for the first time. It was an outdoor mall for those of you that are more comfortable with that. Uh, I, I went to the outdoor mall with my family and I caught myself saying to my son, is it on sale? <gasps> but I love that I, I caught myself. I slipped up, but I, I, I felt grateful in that moment that I have the awareness and that I've done the work on me so that I don't, I don't carry out that to my, to the next generation and my son's children. And, you know, because that's, that's, that was a powerful belief system for a long time. You know, Do you want to know what mine used to be? What? It's just money. I'll make more. <laughs> that's my father-in-law's. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I was definitely raised by the great generation. You can tell that. So uh, I have a lot of those uh, whirling in my head. But I think that's really helpful to help people like figure out the phrase that is the old them that they mm-hmm. really don't want to inhabit anymore. And then right. what is the new phrase? You know, right. um, mine is I am powerful and creative and I can make as much money as I want. Right. Right. Yeah. So we only have a few more minutes. So what is some things that you really are focusing with your couples right now? Because we are in a difficult time. There's new elements coming into relationships. I know I've had to apologize a few more times than normal recently, just because I'm really stressed by what's happening. So how are you helping folks today, nowadays? That's a great question. Um, There's a lot of ways I want to answer that. So I will choose the top ones. Um, patience, Ah. patience. I mean, we're all dealing with things differently under these circumstances, but normally too. And so, um, being patient with how somebody else is reacting to something, um, can be freeing of a lot of frustration. Um, but I think the better way to answer that is, Making sure we're not getting stuck in our autopilot mode. I bet there's a lot of listeners on here that are busy pursuing different things in their life. And again, you know, I do feel it's, it can be easy for a lot of us to put our relationships on the back burner without meaning to in pursuit of other things. And so the more intentional we can be about connecting with our loved ones on a daily basis is crucial. Um, There is a lot of science and data that shows a mere 15 minutes a day, you know, no TV, no texts, no phone, no, no talk about uh, money (laughs) or kids or in-laws or work just for 15 minutes a day can drastically improve the climate of your relationship. And, you know, a lot of people still struggle with making that intentional, but the moment you can make that a habit, you know, just that little time um, devoted can make a huge difference. Um, I also would love to touch on what you touched on about the masculine and feminine energy. Um, I want to encourage women to just keep pursuing and doing all that makes them feel lit up and purposeful. Um, and you can have both, you can have a tremendous career and go after what you want. And you can also have a successful relationship. So knowing that you can have both and becoming aware that a lot of things we do as women require that stronger masculine energy in us. But if we can get aware of it and become good at transitioning out of it, and into our softer feminine, we can, we can connect with our partners, with our, our children. If we've got families, um, so much better. We don't realize how much we hijack our scene at home when we come home from, you know, kicking butt all day in our masculine mode. (laughs) I'm so glad you said that, uh, Jennifer, because it's true. We do want to be strong and powerful and go for it and show what we can do. And yet it's okay to also have what you say, that softer, feminine, loving, nurturing side that is our natural way of being. 
Right. So I'm going to invite you back so we can talk further, but we are Yay. running out of time. And before um, I say goodbye, just tell us a couple of things that they can find on your website, Jennifer. Yeah, I, I uh, encourage you to go to my website. It's jenniferblankel.com. I'll spell that since I have a, a tough German last name. J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-B-L-A-N-K. L as in Larry. So it's like blank with an L on the end.com. There's a tab on my homepage that says, learn your top two needs, take that six human needs test, find out what your needs are and read through the interpretation. So many people get even life-changing ahas from taking this test and reading, reading the interpretation. Um, also, I would love to invite anybody that is ready to transform a personal or romantic relationship to get on a free coaching consult with me. And you can also uh, sign up for or apply for that on my website under the tab, connect with me. Awesome. That's very simple. And you've got some really great videos there too, describing how you work with people and what, you know, just doing some great teaching. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Teresa. Thank and you so, so much. Um, next week, our guest is going to be Nikki Roush, your sales maven. And this is a show that'll be in the work and career series. Nikki and I are going to talk about how to create curiosity without driving clients away. You know, if you think this is only a topic that's it for people, women who are in direct sales, I want you to consider that everyone is selling all the time, not just in our career. So, you know, this past weekend, I was selling Gordon on the idea that it was time for me to buy a new car. Nikki's one of the best sales teachers in the country, so I am personally uh, engaged her services myself. This is going to be a really fun, informative conversation. So thanks for listening and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. I know you have many shows and podcasts to choose from, so thank you so much that you're choosing mine and you're sharing it. If you enjoyed yourself, please share the show. And thank you to Alexis Lieutenant Gregory, my stepdaughter who composed our theme music, Eric, my producer, the support staff at Financial Advocates, and everyone at KKNW 1150 AM. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube under Teresa, T-R-E-S-A, Lieutenant. And look for the, um, you can see the correct spelling in the show notes. And you can also check out all my resources and connect with me at reinventinghermoney.com. Remember, financial independence is your birthright. With the right education and empowerment and the right financial advice, you can overcome your financial challenges and create a wealthy life on your terms. See you next week, everyone. Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventinghermoney.com.